The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. I'm Clay Link here on this deadline afternoon with Todd Zola. Been a pretty crazy couple hours, Todd, and the move's still coming in. Um, doesn't sound like there's anything crazy that's left unreported, but we'll do what we can to recap things. I don't think we'll get around to everything before the two-start starters, but we'll get around to a lot. Todd, maybe the biggest story is who didn't get traded. Trevor Story staying put. That just blows my mind. Yeah, I, I just like to. I, I have. There's been rumors that I'm going to be traded to Fantasy Alarm. That's just not true. It's uh, nothing against Fantasy Alarm, but uh, I've decided to 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 stay. You used your uh, no trade. Yeah, I use my. Yeah, I use my no trade clause. They weren't on so, your. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I just, I, silly joke. Anyway, I used to work there. Everybody knows they're great people. I uh, just that was totally. the first dumb, d- first dumb uh, company that came into my head for the for the joke. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Zola, stop joking. Well, yeah, story didn't get moved. I saw just before we we're starting Chris Bryant to the Giants. Pretty interesting, and uh, yeah, ton to get to. I saw the Nationals and the the. Dodgers finalized that big blockbuster deal. Scherzer and Trey Turner, the rich just get richer there. Yeah. And a pretty good package returning the other way. Although what the Blue Jays gave up for Jose Barrios, I thought was quite a bit more, like not maybe more in a vacuum, but I thought they had to pay up more for Barrios than the Dodgers did for the combination of Scherzer and Trey Turner. Well, a lot of it has to do with Barrios has a year of control. Yep. And I tweeted this, and I think that not. I think that the, the Blue Jays also see this as an opportunity to sort of convince Berrios to. You know, they have a year. They have a year to convince him to stay. Right. Uh, he's going to look at that infield. He's going to look at uh, Hanjin Ryu with two years left. Alec Manoa, and I think what they're going to try to do is extend him, and that, that this deal looks a lot better. If Toronto is able to extend him, and I don't think Berrios is one of the guys. I don't think he's going to break the bank. You know, he doesn't have a Cy Young resume. He's just very good, just like in fantasy. He, you know, he he's a a, a good, a very good pitcher, but he's not a twenty five, thirty, well, maybe not a thirty or thirty five dollar pitcher. So I don't think he's going to break the bank. And will he go out and try to get the best offer? Maybe, 
But if the Blue Jays give him a good offer and he likes the environment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I think they get a chance to sign this guy. And then, again, this deal looks a lot better if that, that's the case. This has been a crazy afternoon. I just want to shout out our breaking news crew for the excellent oh. job they've done covering things. I know, I mean, I've been on that end before. It is just hard to stay afloat, and uh, I realize it's a difficult day, and I just want to give credit to them because they're doing a tremendous job covering the trade deadline at, at rotowire.com. If you're not a subscriber, you can check us out free for 10 days, rotowire.com. Yeah, and they're, they're tagging so in. Try. They're tagging in Jeff and myself uh, tonight to uh, get the teams, all the playing time all flushed out. So when we rerun the projections for the morning, the rest of season, hopefully that'll all be uh, all be taken care of. Just to recap some of these moves, I mentioned Barrios. It was for Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson. So two pretty good prospects for Barrios. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Nats got Kyber Ruiz. Sorry, there was uh, something popping up audio-wise that distracted <laughs> me. Kyber Ruiz, Josiah Gray, and a couple mid-level guys. Um, I like, I mean, I like that move for really all sides involved. And uh, yeah. I was a little surprised at the price it took to get Barrios, but I thought the the Twins did a good job. I think you had to capitalize and, and send Barrios. And, and who's? To, and I mean, we don't know what went, went on behind the scenes. It, that it might have, it may have taken that much to get hmm. Barrios. Somebody else may have been in the running, and we don't know how you know cool the negotiations are behind the scenes, but maybe the Twins had a, or the Blue Jays had a little legitimate offer and uh, in order to beat it, I'm sorry, the Twins had a little legitimate offer in order to beat it. They had a, they had to do this deal. Um, the, you know, parks, et cetera. I've got both of these guys, both of the former Blue Jays, now twins on an AL only farm roster. So I've been kind of following these guys and um, the park, it's similar, similar runs environment. Rogers Center is a little better for homers. Uh, so, you know, I'm not as concerned about the move for Barrios as far as ERA, although the AL East is obviously stronger than the NL Central, uh, AL Central. So that that's it's not so much the park, it's the competition. The Mets got Javi Baez. Yeah, how about along that? With Trevor Williams, they gave up Pete Crow Armstrong. So he was like a top pick last year, I think it was, in a prep outfielder, and they gave up pretty quickly. I saw somebody on Twitter mentioning – you know, the twin or the Mets, rarely in their history have they given up on a prep picks uh, so early. But I guess the the chance to get Baez, Trevor Williams, is too good to pass up. Well, they're seeing how poorly Kellenick's doing. They figure, ah, we can get rid of this guy. It did seem like a lot more bigger name prospects were on the move this year. Uh, Nick Madrigal was sent along with Cody Hoyer. Not, I yeah. don't think, a prospect eligible player anymore. But for Craig Kimbrell, and I'm wondering, does that kind of do you think that kills Kimbrel's value? Do you think he's a setup guy now? They've come out and said, and who knows what will happen, that both guys will end up getting saves down the stretch. Okay. So I don't know. I don't know if it kills. Does it hinder, especially Hendricks? Because I mean, in an AL only, the Kimbrel's kind of like found money. Hendricks, you're counting on for more saves. Yeah, I think it hurts. It hurts Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick's obviously what? Uh, how many you get? Hendricks. Average what six saves a month, so you're expecting around twelve. So does that mean each now get six, or maybe they get a little more? So maybe they each get eight. I don't know, but um, it's it'll be interesting. It'll interesting to see who gets the first opportunity. Yeah, that'll uh, that'll 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 be interesting. But um, you know, speaking of closers, I know we're kind of just jumping around. 
if you have Ian Kennedy in a mixed league, he went to like the one team where you're pretty sure he's going to keep closing, right? With the Philly? I hope so, yeah. Yeah, so that – Texas you know, getting Spencer Howard, who was yes. a, a big-time prospect. I like the park. I like I like that. I like what Texas is doing, the pitching. That, let's see what happens there. But, yeah, so if you, you – know, Kennedy went like two weeks without a save because Texas was scoring like a run and a half a game. Uh, so, you know, then he got a couple saves, maybe at least one, you know, this week. But uh, with Philadelphia, you'd think he'd, in a mixed league anyway, you still have your closer too. Whereas, you know, if he had gone to Boston or somebody else looking for relief help, Kennedy may not have closed. And I, you know, Sabores, who's going to close in Texas for the two games they're going to win the rest of the year, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, true. But you still got moves coming in after the deadline, as is usual. Yeah. With teams kind of just getting them in under the bell, and then they're reported a little after the uh, deadline passes. Jorge Soler to the Braves. Braves also really? got well, well, uh, really? Adam Duvall. Yeah. And they also got Eddie Rosario. And they yeah, also got right. Jock Peterson. What are they? They're stocking up DHs, so they're gonna they're gonna be trading <laughs> DHs when there's a DH next year. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I could care less, except the fact I'm already sweating over their playing time, and now we gotta sweat even a little bit more. So I mean, Casey Kalich apparently was the right-hander heading back to Kansas City in that deal, according to Jeff Passan. So yeah, they they have a weird kind of roster construction there in Atlanta now. Well, they just have, uh, I mean, they just have a bunch of guys, right? You yeah. know, they're playing softball, which is kind of weird because I don't know that they have the pitching to match up to some of these other clubs that have put together just, you know, rock solid top three. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that, I mean, Atlanta just had to give up Pablo Sandoval for Rosario. Rosario was just on a one year deal, right? Like, I, I assume that has to be yeah. Pablo Sandoval Jr., right? He has to have a kid, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, there's no way. Bloodline pick. Yeah, there, there's no way. I mean, that's has just, to be uh, some like player to be named later or something. I don't. Imagine. That's just. That's just. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that. I, I, you know what? I don't usually comment on trades. I don't know the minor leaders well enough. That one, I just don't get. You know. Yeah. Same. I picked up Kyber Ruiz. By the way, I mentioned him earlier. I picked him up in the stake league last night just because I feel like. Well, maybe he's a guy you play some service time games with. He's already been in the bigs, and I figure they turned him loose, especially because they traded Jan Gomes, didn't they? Do you, yeah, do they you play service time with a catcher? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, you know, Gomes I, went with Josh I, Harrison to Oakland. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know that you're playing service time with a catcher. It seems to me, I mean, you want to get you want to get the bullets while you can. You know, there's only so much. I mean, I know guys are still playing at 34, 35, but. It wouldn't shock me if, if we if we see Ruiz. He was hitting well in the minors, right? Wasn't he hitting pretty well? Yeah, I mean, he was crushing yeah. it. Yeah. He just had so, Will Smith and Barnes, who the pitching yeah. staff likes. So. so so going back to the Braves, I mean, all these guys, but who's going to play center? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I mean, Abraham Almonte has been, you know, obviously the – the uh, you know Pache, but you know, yeah, I don't know that the I don't know who's going to be. Uh, they got all these corner outfielders. Who's going to yeah. play center field? Heredi is there they now. Jock I mean, Peterson too. Yeah, it's so Almonte, So who's going to actually play center? Is is is, is going to be the interesting thing uh, thing there for the Braves? But yeah, some of the other uh, anything else trickling in? I know you mentioned Hansel Robles. All my Red Sox fans are saying you were wrong. They did make a trade. Okay, good. That's Hansel Robles music. That's Hansel Robles music. Hey, and they got Schwarber. So. That they did. 
But um, but you like you saying before we got on that you kind of like that they didn't go too crazy. Right. I mean, we, it's better to talk, you know, the, plenty of time to talk about that sort of thing. But um, the uh, actually, well, another deal, uh, Jordan Luplo going uh, and DJ Johnson going to Cleveland, going from Cleveland uh, to the Rays. So Luplo is just kind of a, a uh, he's hurt, but he's kind of a, one of the typical Rays platoon type players. But it does clean up a little bit of the log jam in the Indians outfield. But yeah, no, we'll, we'll talk about it. But I, I think kind of like in fantasy you go a year too early you don't win the title and then you just trashed your farm system for years to come i don't really want to compare uh, you know a billion dollar baseball industry to a you know 50 dollar entry fantasy team but i've done that a few too many times and i think that's kind of what kyan bloom was uh thinking about was he has a plan and they red sox overperforming this season and i don't think he's gonna throw the plan away for a shot, especially with all, all these super teams. The team we haven't talked about yet, we, we mentioned it with Kimbrell, but I love what the White Sox have done mm-hmm. with, with Cesar Hernandez yep. and adding Kimbrell. That freed them up to trade Madrigal, obviously. And yeah, right, Kimbrough. but I, I think they're just – and I, they're, they're, they, with Lynn and Giolito and Radon and maybe Kopech, who knows, they, they, they're going to have to be on their A game, you know, each and every series, right? But they have the talent, they have the stuff, they have the skills to match up with some of these other top threes slash top fours. I think specifically in the NL is where we're thinking we're seeing all these rotations. But I, you know, I, I think that you know the White Sox offense is fine. I think this is a very interesting all you know, the Yankees spending and Houston making some deals to just to watch the White Sox go into the World Series. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I mean I thought TLR maybe would get in the way of that team, but they've been fantastic <laughs> regardless. And yeah, it seems like they're going to be there at the end for sure. Now they got yeah that back end with Liam Hendricks and Craig Kimbrell. And, uh, and uh, uh, why can't I think of the fireballer's name? The young kid, not Kopech, the um, lefty. Bummer. It'll come to me. No, I'll, I'll get it. But anyway, yeah, just to make a uh, to make the uh, the bullpen that much better. And Starling Marte, of course, was dealt a few days ago. Then the Yankees got Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. Great uh, Italian combo there. Do you like what the Yankees did? Do you think they actually have a chance? Or is this going to be not maybe too little too late, but just too late? We'll see. Actually, just so I don't get tweeted at, it's Garrett Crochet who was thinking of. And under the radar, Ryan Tapera is having an outstanding season. So have the have the White Sox turned it into a five five to six inning game? They very well may have. Uh, but anyway, all right. Um, so the last question was, oh, just the Yankees. Like I just I'm not going to say it's too little because they get two big bats. But I just think it may be too late for them. It might be, but it's not a team. If they do sneak it, if they do make it into the wild card, win the wild card game, and I'm you know. Who's to say they don't win the division if the Red Sox, you know, didn't make some moves and Chris Sales and all that and Eduardo Rodriguez doesn't turn it around and and Zeno Bogart's wrist is hurt more than they think it is and Endeavors is tweaked a little bit now, you know, and 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 Kyle Schwarber's put it first base and can't field. Who knows? Maybe the Yankees win. It's not a team I think you want to face. Now, Garrett Cole's last outing, you, hopefully for Yankees fans, it was just, you know, one of those things, right? And it wasn't a a sign of, you know, when Tampa Bay pretty much owned him last time out. Uh, 
after that, the Yankees rotation, maybe Severino comes back, kind of like will Chris Sale come back? We'll see. But um, I think they made moves they had to make. And did they did they crush their system? Uh, I'm sure they gave up a couple of guys that were uh, legitimate prospects. But I think the Yankees do realize they've got the payroll that they can keep churning these guys. And I think they just saw an opportunity to go for it, and they did. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they never going to cave. I, mean, I guess they did that one year where they traded Chapman. Um, but they very rarely are sellers and – and AL only, folks, if you're in one of those leagues that has a one-game uh, eligibility rule, guess who played one game at second base? Anthony Rizzo. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So if you're in one of those quirky one – well, first of all, get a new league. But, you know, <laughs> that's that's for next year. Yeah, and a friend of, a friend of mine actually uh, uh, DM'd me that earlier that, um, you know, he's, he's all psyched because he gets Rizzo at second base. I'm like, well, uh, oh, because I remembered he tells me he's in a one, one, one game league. So anyway, mentioned Chris Bryant to the Giants, and I saw you tweeting about how you know in season park factor numbers are noise. But what we know about eighteen, not eighteen T Field, uh, Oracle Park now, uh, how it's been playing the past few years, is this kind of a neutral move for Bryant park factor wise? Do you know? It's always tough when you consider Wrigley Field, because Wrigley Field is literally two parks in an early in the year and later in the year, it plays really big. I'm sorry, it plays small. It plays small later in the year when it gets warm and humid in Chicago. Early in the year when it's cold and clammy, it, it plays really small. So it is a downgrade to the current Wrigley Field. Uh, I don't know the whole thing with Oracle and the moving of the fences and the whole the portholes and the wind how it's playing this year, but I think on, on paper in a vacuum, so to speak, it is a downgrade. Now I haven't, I haven't looked at Chris Bryant too closely this year. He's a guy that I've never liked because he, he doesn't, he's always, he was always helped by Wrigley. I think that his, his exit velocities have increased this year, but I'm not sure that he's going to be able to take full advantage. Uh, you know, you know, I don't know that we can expect a, a ton of power, from Brian. I maybe I'm still just not on the bandwagon and I, I should be at this point because he's kind of proven he's proven me wrong, at least to a, a certain extent. But um I am I am worried about the park. Well he's been pretty brutal the past few months and I don't know how it could get much worse than it's been recently for Chris Bryant. So maybe this trade will rejuvenate him a little bit. By the way, the Braves snuck another trade in at the deadline here. Richard Rodriguez. So they get Another arm. I imagine Will Smith still mostly the closer there, but I think this probably frees up uh, David Bednar to be the closer yep. in Pittsburgh. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, the, the Braves like are the Braves are going. Oh, they're they're going for it, right? They're going to trust that their that their young pitching and a couple of veterans, Morton, etc., can uh, can match up with these other teams. And if, apparently, they're they're hoping they if they can't. They're going to be able to hit the ball out of the park now with, with some of these acquisitions. So that's going to be interesting. We'll see if Ian Anderson can come back, obviously freed. Um, you know, that, after that, I, I mentioned Morton, but you're going to be counting on a Drew Smiley or Kyle Muller or even, you know, Tukey. And, you know, once you start to get into these teams, three, four, and fives, or not maybe not five, but three and fours, the teams that have just made some deals, that's, a, that's, going, to be a, it's, that's going to be a tough go, you know? 
especially if you have to use a Max Free to win a wild card game or Charlie Morton to win a wild card game. And now you have to. Um, I mean, actually, they're not, they're not going to get the wild card, are they? They're going to. It's division or nothing for them, right? I would think so. Yeah. 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 yeah probably yeah. has to be the case. But, but even I give so, them credit yeah. for not folding it in after losing Acuna. Like, at least they're doing something. My Reds, they beefed up the bullpen a little bit, but man, they didn't. They pretty much sat on their hands. This well, time. interesting. You know, we talk about the Red Sox getting Chris Sale back. The Reds have got three quality hitters coming back at some point in the next, you know, whatever, three or four weeks. So are they, are they considering the return of Senzel and Castellanos and Moustakis, their acquisitions? You know, Maybe, I, I, yeah, I don't I, I could, It kind of makes sense. I you still wouldn't you still like to see somebody to play shortstop. Even yeah, I know that they're going to put Senzel so there. Ridiculous. Farmer actually has been hit. The worst thing that happened with him is farmer's been on fire lately. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's not a he's a capable shortstop, not a great, you know, everyday player at the major league level, but he hasn't been bad. And yeah, that goes, has kind of complicated things for the Reds. By the way, your Red Sox traded Michael Chavis to Pittsburgh for Austin Davis. So that's kind of interesting. Chavis now probably turned loose, see what he can do. Kind of a maker, maybe not make or break, but I think it's maybe this, this stretch run will, uh, you know, have a lot to do with with. Michael Chavis has rolled out early next year, like maybe his future with that organization. I'd imagine they well, give him a long look over these final two months. Traded away Adam Frazier, so there's there's openings. Austin Davis is a pitcher. Um, was we what left or right handed? Lefty, I thought left handed reliever. So all right, I mean, one of those guys that's uh, been around a little bit hasn't really had success, and he's capitalizing on nine innings this season of good pitching. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Freddie Galvis goes from the Orioles to the Phillies in the big blockbuster of the afternoon. Kidding, obviously. Uh, Miles Straw for Phil Maton. I, I kind of like Phil Maton. I, the, the Astros bullpen is just scary, too, uh, especially after they added Graveman and several others. So what is what are the, what is Houston doing now for, for an outfield without Straw? Yeah. Um, maybe they like Chaz McCormick. Apparently, unless they're going to make a, a move, or there's someone that I'm that, that's evading my my immediate recall. Yeah, I mean, because Straw, I keep increasing his playing time and keep increasing his playing time and keep increasing his playing time. Uh, okay, he's going to be the guy. I just yeah, it has to be McCormick unless they're going to make another move. At least unless they trust somebody else. I, I you know Brantley can't play center. Well, Pedro uh, Leon was working out in center. He's like a shortstop initially in his yep. career, but then now he's expected to miss six weeks with a fractured left pinky finger. Pedro Leon, so he, yeah, won't he be was an option repl- to replace Straw. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was on James Anderson's double arrow up on the uh, new dynasty rankings, wasn't he? Yeah, I believe so, or or prospect list or something. Right. But, right. Um, yeah. So the the Astros got Graveman, Yimmy Garcia, Phil Maton. Man, they're pretty nasty. I think they're probably the team to beat in the American League. I, I still think the White Sox aren't going anywhere. So would you give that title to the, the White Sox? I, uh, you know what? Unless I, until I find out who's playing center field with Houston, and again, they're counting on they're counting on some young pitching as well. You know, yeah. so I think that's gonna I think it'll be a, a wonderful series, and, and it can go either way. But um, you know, and I don't think you still I still don't think you can count out whoever comes out of the East. With, you know, I think I think 
it's weird. The National League seems to have, you know, stronger pitching with 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 what you know Milwaukee, what they're doing, um, or what they didn't. You know, they don't have to do what they've got, right? And uh, I know we, I think we haven't talked a lot about Milwaukee. I think they too feel that I don't want to say found money, but they're maybe a little ahead of where they thought they'd be, and the pitching is a little better than they thought it'd be. I don't know what they could give up to improve a whole ton, but. Um, They've kind of already made their moves. Yeah, I uh, real quick. I just we got more to get to before we move on to two star pitchers. Before first, let's throw to a quick word from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over three hundred and fifty million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Now we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with Todd Zola. Our pod is sponsored by WinBet, and we'll have uh, more from them shortly in the show. But um, Todd, other moves, Jay Happ to the Cardinals. Not a trade note, but Corey Seager's back in action today. I wonder, you know, with Trey Turner getting there, do you think, I don't know, maybe it's Trey at second a little bit? Maybe Corey That's Seager what they said. Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what it's going to be. Okay. Was Trey Turner at second. And obviously goes to short sense. next year, you know. Yeah. yeah but what it means is your guy is a free agent. Your uh, your guy, you know, one of your favorites, you know, uh and I someone I have an XFL, Garrett Lux or Gavin Lux. Yeah, Gavin Lux. He's um he's out of a job for a year, huh? Or for half a year. Yeah, he's been really rocky and you hate to see that. Um other moves here, I mean nothing else that I've seen come in at the after the bell, but um, some other moves. Daniel Norris to the 
Milwaukee Brewers. I remember when he was pretty good, pretty big time prospect for a little while. Uh, obviously, that shine's worn off, but lefty, you can help. Oh, injury, and now he's, yeah, yeah, he got hurt, and now he's just he's just trying to carve a niche out of the bullpen, and he's doing all right. Actually, he's been used a lot too as an as a uh, primary pitcher and and or opener. So we'll see what UC has or what role he has. Brewers also got Eduardo Escobar from Arizona. And then um, there were a few others that I wanted to ask you about. Well, Diego Castillo to Seattle, not a huge move, but how do you see the save shaking out? Do you think it's it's Diego Castillo? Do you think it's uh, Paul Seawald? Yeah, um, not sure. And uh, you know, I, I wrote for my ESPN Daily Notes, go out and pick up Seawald. And the next, you know, that you know, at, that's posted the day before. So that night they picked up Castillo. So I actually forgot to change the note this morning, but uh, in all the excitement. But yeah, so it's kind of interesting or curious who's what's going to go on there. Um, I think you know, don't they don't they have the uh, the, the, the Mariners? Don't they have a closer hurt? Like I'm talking for long term. Oh yeah, Giles, right? Yeah, uh, Giles. Yeah. So. Um, I thought there was actually a second guy as well, but um, so that, you know, Andres you know, Munoz. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that. Maybe I'm. Maybe, maybe I should unthink that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe that's well, maybe Middleton we too. Keenan Middleton. Yeah, maybe we should. Well, he's not. He wasn't was thinking of. I was thinking of Munoz, but yeah, let's let's unthink that. It's it's Ken Giles. Well, Giles, you know. But um, anyway, so but this year, I I think that it's a timeshare, probably, and I don't I don't know that either guy gets the uh, the bulk. I think Seattle is going to make a play for the wild card. We'll see what happens as far as all that goes. There, uh, I'm not. I'm kind of curious what they're going to do with some of their pitching as we get closer to the uh, as the season wears on with innings. Well, Gonzalez was injured, so I don't think we have to worry too much about that. But will they temper Gilbert's innings? Will they temper to Kikuchi's innings? I think you just let Ty Anderson go, right? You don't. You don't. He's like a rental car. He nothing. Nothing beats like a rental. Uh, not too concerned sure. there. Yeah, I just when they traded Graveman, I saw a quote from Jerry Depoto saying this move may not make sense in a vacuum, but it's kind of a precursor to other moves. You just have to wait and see. I think when everything else happens, you know, the bigger picture will come into focus. Right. But I don't really see it. I mean, you, I guess you do get Abraham Toro, who I kind of like, but I don't see. You know, I think. Kendall Graveman, Diego Castillo is a pretty lateral move, and they didn't really add much else. I mean, yeah, Tyler I, Anderson. I, I, no, exactly. I think that if he if if Graveman wasn't so uh, loved by the team and the fans, I don't think it would have been as big of an uproar. But he just, I guess, he's a good clubhouse guy, a popular popular player, both in, you know internally and externally. If it was just somebody else. Um, you know, and I think you know. I think Depoto also made a little. He came a little came on too hard with the wait, wait, wait. We're not done. I think if he you know if he had calmed that down a bit and said, "Take it easy. We're still going to compete." Maybe it wouldn't have made that much because now people are waiting. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Uh, not that Castillo's bad, but, but you know, Tampa. I mean, they trade away good players and they just get good players back. It's just it's just bizarre what what Tampa does. Yeah, it's like the second or the, you know the few months before the guy becomes ARB eligible, they trade him and somehow get pre-ARB guys who are like just yeah. as good. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing. And I mean, Anderson's coming back soon. We'll see what what form of Nick Anderson comes back, right? 
but at this point, Fairbanks is probably well. Actually, all their their top three air quote closers are on the IL with with Fairbanks, Firehizen, and Anderson. Mm-hmm. So you know, I know they picked up Char- JT Schwarbar and all these deals, but they always make it work, right? But you know, is it? Is I really it like be- Matt Whistler, but. I, uh, yeah, I have no I mean, idea who it's going to be there now. You're yeah, right. Kittredge, Shargwa, Springs. I think it's just going to mix and match. They're going to have Archers coming off the IL soon enough. Patino, that was kind of nice to see. Awesome for a, yeah, for fantasy purposes not uh, and Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Ray purposes, Patino not just pitching well but giving length. Yeah, huge. going six and getting eight Ks, I think. Yeah. I got him in uh, tout head-to-head last week for a $0 ad, and I'm just – like that could honestly like save my season, <laughs> Luis Patino. I'm wow. holding on to a playoff spot by a, by a hair. So, um, You love getting guys like Varsho and Luis Patino with zero in a 12-team league. That, Especially in your, in your situation in a head-to-head where you're required to use that player. Yeah. So it could cost you a week by having a zero. Yeah, I don't know if it did. You know, I, I but, took a zero earlier this year on Manoa, and that hurt that week, obviously. But you're right. But if you strengthen your team to still make the playoffs and just have a yeah. really good team in the in the stretch, but that's a huge decision. I mean, in, in a rotisserie, it matters as well, but a little bit less just because you can put them on your bench. You know, right. Well, not, I mean, you still have to play them, so you get a zero for a week. Yes. You know, maybe it doesn't hurt your cumulative stats a ton. Um, you know, especially like the you know a starting pitcher, but yeah. So anyway, um, uh, a couple others real quick. Brad Hand with him moving. It looks like in Washington, maybe Kyle Finnegan. I think he got a save last night, yeah. right? Kyle Finnegan. So uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe a little Tanner Rainey, but it looks like Kyle Finnegan. I think yeah, wasn't Rainey just wow. reactively or brought off the IL again? Um, yeah, that's yeah. Good. He just he just returned. So I think we may see Finnegan early. And I think they may Washington may give Rainey uh, a look see down the stretch. Yeah, I could see that. There was another uh, bullpen situation I wanted to ask you about, but I'm blanking on it right now. Um, oh, I guess in Miami it's probably Anthony Bender now that Yimmy's no longer there. I, right. Yeah, and we we've yeah, been talking about Bender. Bad. You know, we've been talking about Bender for a little while, and uh, we, we 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 like him. We liked him just as someone to get because he's a good pitcher, and now maybe we get some saves out of Anthony Bender. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, uh, other players who you know maybe come into some more time. Brent Rooker, uh, he was picked up in the Roadwire Stake League. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, Corey Dickerson, I think he's on the IL, but now in Toronto. Do you think he's going to be a factor out there? He's beginning a rehab assignment or began one Wednesday. Yeah, again, you know, keeping playing time. This I carry excess playing time. I try to t- tighten it up at this time of year because playing time matters. You know, at least in relative to you know people trying to make decisions, it's a lot more important now to have it matter. A lot of times, it takes care of itself just because they the team releases a guy, makes a trade, you know, and you don't have to worry about it. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, Tiasca Hernandez certainly does not lose, not deserve to lose playing time. Obviously, Springer. Um, so and, and, you know, Grichik. And, uh, you know, Guriel. Um, and the thing with Dickerson is even though he's a lefty, in the past he's hit lefties well. And his defense has been inconsistent. He was kind of poor, but he made himself into a good outfielder. And that's kind of fallen back a little bit. But I do I think they'll I think they'll find him some playing time. Um, I, I'm not sure at whose expense right now. But, um, I, you know, Springer's playing if he's healthy. 
And I think the T Oscar deserves to play. He's healthy. So I guess that leaves right field and DH. Well, before we move on to two star pitchers for next week, we still are going to do that. Uh, the other side of the Kimbrel trade that we didn't talk about was who closes for the, the Cubs. And that was, I mean, I guess you maybe threw out it a name or two, but do you have a preference if you're making a pickup Rex brothers? Actually I didn't uh, because we mentioned Tapera was traded, you know, so. Oh yeah. I mean, so I he, guess he, he, Wink, Dan Winkler, Rex Brothers, or maybe um, Rowan Wick? Is he coming back? Uh, yeah, somebody – was it Brad Wyke that is, like, not, you know, extended as the IL stand or something? Put in the, yeah, I have to remember all the different uh, – they've, they've got a lot of similar names yeah. <laughs> uh, out, out there. Brad yeah, Wyke so, was transferred to the 60-day yeah, recently. Okay, and, uh, and, and isn't – yeah, Wick's on the 60, but isn't Wick – Maybe close to coming back. Yeah, he's at AAA now with his rehab. So yeah, he was so kind of closer and waiting, at least perceived to be in prior years. Yeah, so uh, you know, lefty righty there with Winkler and Brothers. I think it's just, it's a matchup. I don't think it. You know, I, you know, I know it only matters, but neither of these guys excite me uh, horribly. To to you know, I don't. I don't. I'd probably go Winkler, but. Uh, I'd like to. It's getting late in the season to try to find saves elsewhere. What's Winkler? Is does Winkler get in the holds? Is he where was he in the hierarchy? Six holds and one blown save. I guess. And I think Brothers. I know Brothers was using under was used under higher leverage scenarios. So I think you flip a coin. Yeah, Brothers. Did he close in like Colorado many years ago? Then yeah, hurt and was gone for a long time. Yeah, he, well, um, yeah. As we know, the shelf life of a Colorado closer yeah. is. Is very very small. Eight holds, one save. So it looks like they're both being used in leverage scenarios. Brothers is pitching really well late. Well, no, I, I got to keep clicking up. Uh, m- multiple runs in three of his last four efforts. So maybe he's not pitching so well lately. Cody Hoyer, who they got in that Kimbrel deal, I kind of like. He hasn't been great this year, but he's still only twenty four and had a really good run last year. So he'll be a guy yeah. to keep an eye on long term there. I that you know can throw the ball through a brick wall, but he just has yeah. to hit that brick wall. Very true. That team's gonna. I mean, it's kind of unrecognizable now. You look at that depth chart. Same with Washington, you know. huh? Yeah, man. It's. I'm actually just kind of confirmed a trip to go see my brother in Washington, and I think we're gonna go to a Nats game in September, and that team will be <laughs> completely. Uh, oh. It's like a quad A, but then you add Soto, and that he alone makes it. I just realized something, Clay. Mm. This just struck me. You mentioned Solaire's being traded. Yeah. What does that mean? Come on, think. think. Atlanta. Oh. uh, No, no. Think on Kansas City. Edward Olivares. Ooh, yeah. Edward Olivares will return. Woo! (laughs) Back on that train. I'm still waiting on Bobby Witt in a couple leagues. Like an idiot. I'm I'm crying. I'm crying. Yeah. I mean, Alcides Escobar is going to be. He's going to stay his job because I mean. Uh, it's, it's kind of minor news compared to what else is going on, but the Nationals announced that Starlin Castro will be released once his one-month suspension runs out. Yeah. The other it, kind of news related to all this is, um, and we had it on the site, is Andres Jimenez. If people are waiting for his call-up, you got to wait a little while because he's going through some citizenship stuff and can't travel to Toronto. And Cleveland's got an upcoming series in Toronto. So the uh, I'm killing, they're still the Indians until the end of the year. The Indians uh, are waiting on calling up Jimenez until they're clear of the Toronto series. 
You know, James had been stashing Andres Jimenez on our main team, and I dropped him for Fidel Brujan. So I apologize to James for that. Ooh, are you guys still talking? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we're actually doing pretty well because, like, Abraham Toro and I forget who else we picked up that's just been a huge surprise. Toro, four homers in a row. What's going on, you know? It's fantastic. But, yeah, we've actually – we're inside the top 100 in the overall, and we're just – yeah, I do kind of feel bad because I, I do like Jimenez as a you know final two months. Oh, he's been crushing Smash. it. Yeah, he's been crushing it with. Uh, and I, I made a mistake on the notes. I had a brain cramp. I said Toledo. Uh, no, it's no longer with Toledo. It's uh, Columbus is there. Oh, is the Indians Columbus farm. Thing? Toledo's with Detroit. But I'm um, in my. You know, I'm so old. I remember when the Toledo Mudhens, and it probably has to do with Jamie Farr and uh, in in Mash, that that old connection. But um. Yeah, I made a mistake in the ESPN notes was called out for it, rightfully so, uh, saying that someone Jimenez has been playing. Well, yeah, someone saying that, that Jimenez has is, is, been hitting well for Toledo. Well, no, he hasn't. He's been hitting well yeah. for uh, Columbus. Columbus. Well, a lot of affiliates jump around. That's an easy mistake. Well, no, I just made a mistake. It's yeah, all, you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's a minor one, but of course somebody will call you. Um, Rysel Iglesias, there were some, move, some yeah. rumors that he would be moved, but it looks like he's staying put there and. And Hyman mentioned that maybe the biggest story is the guy who didn't get moved. The Rockies will be able to tender him a qualifying offer, Trevor Story, and they'll get a comp pick back when he signs elsewhere. But whoever you get for the comp pick, that's better than – I mean, when you look at the other prospects moved, Austin Martin, um, you know, Kyber yeah. Ruiz, they couldn't have gotten a better – they couldn't have had a better option than just getting that comp pick. At the end of each year, the Tout Wars board reviews each league and checks out, are people making moves? Are they making fab moves? Are they changing the roster? And occasionally there's someone who didn't, and we'll send them a little note, you know, what's going on? You, you know, and if, I think I think someone should send Colorado a note, you know? What's, <laughs> it's like they you know, just abandoned their team. You know, I mean, we, we'll give you, you know, we, we don't want to kick you out. We want to hear why, but, man, you, you got to do some, you got to make some moves. Mm-hmm. And, uh Anyway, so we'll move on to two-star pitcher grades for next week, the week of August 2nd. We'll talk more about the deadline tomorrow. You and I, Todd, on MLB Network Radio. Hopefully you can join us there uh, as we continue with more deadline talk. But real quick before we move on to two-star pitchers, a quick word from our friends at WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire. It's making good decisions and even more so making the right decision. Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head to WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. Double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at Baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. While rapidly expanding at WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. 
So two-star pitcher grades for next week, Todd. We'll start, since we're running long here on Trade Talk, uh, Taylor Widener, Madison Bumgarner versus San Francisco at San Diego. Uh, haven't really given either of these guys much mind this year, but I'll give maybe I'll give Bumgarner a one, a courtesy one for his legacy, and Widener I'm going to give a zero. Well, I think actually Widener may actually have a better shot, but for full disclosure, I have not even I have not even opened my spreadsheet. I've uh, been doing some other stuff, so these are totally off the cuff. And while you were doing that wonderful read, nice job. Um, took a quick look and we won't, we won't have to talk about these guys for very long. There's not a whole lot of good starters this week. All right. Um, with that, I, I'm, you know what? I'm going to go one each. I'm, I'm going to give a one and a one. Okay. I'll get you down for a one on Widener. Has he been, maybe I just haven't really looked uh, at It's, it's more of the, 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 you know, both are good offenses, good parks, but, mm. um, in my in my mind, He's I have not him. Completing. I mean, he hasn't been. He, he had a fairly recently. He had a good start. So in my in my thick skull, um, you know what? He's been terrible lately. You know what? I'm going to redo that and say zero. I must be confusing him. Yeah, he's given it five five runs in each of the past two games. Three and a third. Sorry, three and two thirds. Four and two thirds. Only has not gone five innings since April 22nd. Yeah, I'm going to take that back. I feel like the Diamondbacks have like seven Taylor Wideners on their team. They're all like interchangeable. I, it may have been that I watched the first inning of a game and he went one, two, three, and then I turned it off. <laughs> Maybe it was against me. Pittsburgh. What, what I see with my own two eyes sticks <laughs> in my head. Maybe it was against Pittsburgh. Anyway, yeah, but Bumgarner, I will, I'll go zero, one like you. Okay. Now, you mentioned Max Fried will have a lot of pressure on him if the Braves get to the postseason. That if will ride heavily on his arm in the meantime too so a lot on him at st louis versus washington next week i was a big freed believer after this last year it's been a disappointing year but i'll still give him a three gonna give him a three as well i'm looking at his innings 90 innings pitched 56 last year he's 27 so he's not a kid right so he can you know you'd think he could handle you know, without slowing down too much but right it's just going to be the burden just to get into the playoffs let alone once they're there but I like these as a three. Always want to throw out the caveat that these are tentative, and we will have – You know what? A, yeah. Relative to the field, because I cheated and looked ahead, considering they're playing St. Louis and Washington, I'm going to go four, because I think four relative to the field, Freed's going to end up in the top 40. Okay, I got you a four on Max Freed. Uh, now, Jorge Lopez at the Yankees versus Tampa Bay. He That's will not end up in the top 40. <laughs> no. I'd be kind of surprised. I'm a little surprised they're even. I know they have nothing to play for and they're just evaluating, but even so, I'd, I'm a little surprised he's still in that rotation. Uh, Garrett and Richards. He's one of their better pitchers. Yeah. So he's I a zero. Sorry. So Garrett Richards. No, that's true. At Detroit, oh, at boy. Toronto, uh, ERA over five. Team has been pretty darn good, a lot better than I expected. But I think Garrett Richards, probably a two. Yeah, and I don't sale won't be coming back just yet, so he he'll, he will likely get that second start, right? Yeah, I'd imagine so. That one's pretty scary. Yeah, and they already got Tanner Hawk when the doubleheader coming back. Yeah, uh, I forget what you said, but I'm gonna say uh, two or three, two or three. They're both away too. I can't go yeah, three. I just too. can't go three. And Zach Davies, I mean, this first one's at Colorado, so I think, and then the second one's versus the White Sox, so. Yeah, it's a zero. Hard to see starting Zach Davies. Yeah, that's a zero. zero as well. 
Tyler Malley for the Reds versus Minnesota versus Pitt. A little bit of a give back, you know, recently for Malley, but I still like him quite a bit. I actually, relative to the field, I'm going to give him a five. I'm going to give him a four. Okay. A couple of times, I mean, they're not tough matchups, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to give him a four. Yeah, that's probably the more reasonable uh, grade there. Zach Plesak at Toronto versus Detroit. Sam Henches is a zero, but when it comes to Plesak, you know, he's been pretty darn good since coming back, so I'm going to give him a four. Um, has he Has he been good? I guess I have it in my head that he's been up. Okay. I mean, he hasn't been terrible. He's not striking anybody out. He got a win. Over, uh, yeah, a yeah, he's given up homers. I think he's been okay. I'm going to go with a two. Um, oh wow, two. Yeah, no. I looking at the looking at offhand. I mean, he's not walking anybody, but he's not not fanning anybody either. We we can't get um, we you know. So let's see. Well, the eighth was right before the break. So just in July, four five seven one point two nine. But he's got five point eight Ks per nine and two home runs per nine. So I mean, the XFIP might may bring it down because of the home runs, but I'm sure his FIP is terrible. But he's got two wins, so I mean, he's actually won his. I mean, not five straight games, but his last five decisions he's won. So he's kind of like the anti Tyler McGill, who is who's inheriting Jacob Degrom's lack of run support. Yeah, he's been great, but just can't get any help. <laughs> uh, yeah, please. Like, I mean, he's got a one ten WHIP. I still am a believer, even though he's kind of boneheaded. So that's one one of the rare ones where you have a two point gap. I got a four, Todd at two on uh, Zach Plesek. Right. Okay. Kyle Freeland's going to be a zero. Both home starts. So yep. let me get that logged in the sheet. Yeah. Kyle Freeland a zero. Exciting stuff. Lucas Giolito versus Kansas City at the Cubs. That'll be a fun crosstown. Matchup this weekend <laughs> after they just dealt uh, yeah. with each other. Uh, Lucas Giolito's a five. It's a five. He's finally come back pretty strong. So. I think there's going to be somebody later who will be ranked higher, but right now he's a top-ranked player. Okay. Now for the Detroit Tigers, it is Willie Peralta. Hasn't been terrible, but he gets Boston then at Cleveland. Maybe I'll give him a one. Are you going to go higher? Am I disrespectful? I'm not going to go higher. I actually, I need to look at Willie Peralta. I have a trade on the table in a league where I have a choice between Willie, Willie Peralta and, uh, and and Matt Manning, and I can I can choose one or the other. Um, so I'll Is be doing a, a little research. Um, I, I can't. I'd ask you to make the decision for me, but I think you're in the league with me. Um, <laughs> so now you're going to be able to figure out, you know, who I'm well, trading I, with. But I just uh, for me, I mean, yeah. if we're talking long term, that'd be Manning. Nah, it's it's, it's Ian. It, 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 I was, it, 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 of course, it, it's it's Mr. Ian Khan. and uh, oh, we're working with potentially trade. a deal where it's a deal that we're gonna have to wait till uh, we're gonna wait till the deadline was over to see where we both stand. Um, he's he's I might be breaking my rule. He's running away with AL labor, so I won't feel as yeah, guilty trading with him because I can say he's gonna win anyway, and it's gonna help me a lot to do this particular deal. So I'm not going to feel guilty um, about the team, you know, the teams chasing him. That you know, they, if you didn't do that deal, Ian would have won. I think Ian could fail to do a roster move the rest of the year and still win. Yeah, he's up like 30 points on the pack, isn't he? Yeah, 30 standings points. That is. So yeah, yeah. he's been killing us. Anyway, he's so uh, in the league. so uh, yeah, so anyway, but yeah, I'm going to give Peralta. Oh boy, um, I'm going to. He's not even going innings. I'm going to give him a zero because he's barely. He's not even going five innings. 
All right, I had a one, but I'll get you down for a zero. Yeah, then. okay. Philip Peralta. Next up, we got Lance McCullers at the Dodgers. Pretty tough, but then versus men. I got him as a four, but maybe he should be a five. I was going to say maybe he should be a three, um, but I'm going to go with a four. Okay, I mean, he's eight and two. He's been. You're right. You know what? He good, has but... been. He's been giving length lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, this so is why gonna... people, why do you use spreadsheets? Because I can't remember things. I um, I may get too attached to my spreadsheets. Um, that's the weird. This the time spread- of the year, everything just there's so much going on. Everything just kind of. I don't yeah. remember if something I heard or saw was real. Yeah. If I just dreamed it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it. My joke is if I if I didn't if I didn't have a pill box to take meds, I wouldn't know what day it was. So right, anyway, so did you say uh, four. I'm gonna go four. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep it a four, but. Wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if it if it's sneak? You know what? Look at those strikeouts: eight, eight, ten, eight, eight. You talked me into it five. Oh wow! Okay, I got. I had a four, but I'll give you five. Um, yeah, I was a skeptic just on his ability to hold up, but um, you know he's been fantastic. So I think on a start by start basis, at this yeah. point, if he's healthy, you got to figure you're getting the stud. Um, McCall, he's not giving up homers. His walk rate isn't great, but no, he's fine. It's been a roller coaster this year with Chris Bubich. I dropped him, and then, of course, he goes off. Last three starts, six innings in all three, so 18 total innings, 12 to 6 K to walk, two ERA, 106 WHIP. You buying into this recent run, or I mean, are you? Would you consider starting Bubich at the White Sox at St. Louis? Uh, I'll probably give him a, a two, but uh. I don't like the strikeouts. You know, yeah. he's getting away. He's not. He doesn't give. He only given up two homers to pass. Uh, well, one homer. Talking about the three starts you're talking about since the break. You know, since the break, he's uh two two ERA, but six strikeouts per nine, three walks per nine, which is average, but only a homer. So, what were the matchups again? I could look myself. But the matchups were um, ver- at the well, White, White Sox and St. Louis. So I like one, don't like the other. Um, I'm gonna go with a one. Okay, yeah, I should probably go one as well, but for some reason I just – well, he had that one minor league season where he was just fantastic. Then he came up last year and was kind of, you know, yeah, that's a tough If the strikeouts assignment. were higher, I'd be yeah. more confident. Jose Suarez for the Angels, very tentative here, at Texas, at the Dodgers. Hasn't been bad, but, I mean, I can't give him more than like a two. Yeah, at the Dodgers is scary. Um, I'm not even – I liked him. I like. Wasn't he? Yeah, he came out firing, and then he's kind of. Yeah, I'm gonna go one, a little actually. bit. Changing it. Yeah. Um. Again, not not a lot. Of, not a lot of strikeouts. I'm gonna go with a one. Dodgers got two off days next week, so they do not have a two start starter. For Miami, they've been stripped down, so we're looking at maybe Jordan Holloway and Braxton Garrett. Ugh. I don't know, man. I can't really. Braxton Garrett, I. You know he's he had a one decent outing, but I can't see. Well, him. at Colorado, we don't have to stock yeah. any. Further. Oh yeah, at Colorado's <laughs> the second one. Good call. So that a couple a couple of goose there. eggs. Jordan Holloway, goose egg. Let me get this in the sheet. We'll recap these, of course, after the show. So just clicking around here, Braxton Garrett was the other one. Zero. As we wrap up things here, we got – looks like, well, the Brewers, six men, they got an off day, so nobody for them. Maeda stayed put, didn't he? I never yeah, saw now, anything yeah, after the, only, the bell yeah, The Maeda. only question with the Brewers is, is this going to be one of Council's 
piggyback week, but Peralta to potentially give Lauer a second, I don't think it's going to happen, right? I mean, they're kind of unannounced. He's piggybacking Peralta and one of the other starters to temper innings. I don't yeah, see it happening here, though. Kenta Maeda, since he did stay put, it looks like he'll be at the, the Reds and then at Houston. Pretty tough. I have him in a few leagues, and I'm probably going to just throw him out there because I mean, why he hasn't been pitching. He hasn't been doing what we wanted, but in July, and I, you know, he had the break, 2.15 ERA, 0.82 whip, 11 Ks per nine. I mean, he's actually he's crushed July, if you want to be honest. Yeah. He's one win. Uh, 11 K per nine, 1.8. So a well over, you know, almost a uh, well over a five K to walk ratio, 0.6 home run per nine. So he's actually done really, really, really well. Now, he's faced Detroit three times. People may laugh. Guess who scored the most runs in July? Was it the Tigers? Detroit. Wow. So, yeah. So I the, remember they so, had that one crazy game where they, like, got out homer, yeah. like, six to yeah. nothing. And so if, if Maeda hadn't pitched so well against the Tigers, they'd just be through the roof this month. But, yeah, so I think, I mean, I think Maeda, I don't think he's as the Maeda that we expected at the beginning but even though the matchups aren't that what that that favorable, I think we can go. I'm, well, I'm going to go four. Okay, I had a three, but I get you down as a four okay. for my eight. Okay. Um, he stayed put. Uh, Michael Pineda also stayed put for that team, but with uh, Jay Hapkin trading, they they brought up Griffin Jacks. Yeah, he's been tonight, up. So he's so been up. Yeah, you know, and the, the, looks like they potentially will insert. John Gant right into the rotation. Yeah, that's a possibility. Jacks. Uh, was, was that a salary dump? That had to be a salary dump. Yeah, I think so. But uh, Pineda's still there. I, I dropped him in a bunch of leagues, but yeah, uh, maybe I'll consider picking him back up. Uh, Tyler McGill mentioned he's getting that lack of run support. One win despite a 204 ERA, but... You know, for, with him the rest of the season, and even for next year, I think I might be in on the Tyler McGill train. I mean, at Miami this week, then at Philadelphia, pretty good. I think I might give him a four. Yeah, I mean, I've mentioned strikeouts several times, 39 and 35 and a third. And kind of his heritage, heritage is, uh, you know, his pedigree, you know, always more than a strike under an inning. And that, granted, they weren't – it was only in the minors this year. But, um, yeah, he's he's someone that's definitely intriguing. Best park in the majors to pitch in. And I'm also going to give Taiwan Walker a four, but would you consider give, going five on Walker or four? Walker's coming off of a – actually, you know what? He, 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 he's pitched once since he, get, since he got blown up, right? And it was kind of a, kind of a nice little rebound there. Uh, so yeah. I will give him a four. Actually, no. He, he, he kind of – again, he started out well against Washington and then got hit late. He gave up, uh, or, or maybe he's given up eleven runs his last two starts uh, over over nine innings, and that's following the the one where he got lit up. So he's not pitching well lately. Five homers the past two games. I'm going to go with a three. You're going three on Taiwan. Yeah, okay. pitching streaks are unpredictable, but pitchers tend to be more streaky. It's just and and I know they have to break. You know, at some point, a good pitcher pitching good. Has to pitch bad and badly, and vice versa. But I'm more apt. I factor in recent performances into the pitching rankings more than I factor in uh, hitting streaks when I pick hitters. 
We have Nestor Cortez in there for the Yankees. He did go five in his most recent outing. And versus Baltimore versus Seattle is kind of nice. Um, I, I have a hard time trusting that he'll be, you know, go deep enough to qualify in either of these. But I'll still give him a one. And then Garrett Cole a five. Yeah, we're going to assume that the game against Tampa was just a blip and we're not going to talk spin rate or any of that stuff. It's just one of those things that happens. Um, you're talking about Cortez, you know, lengthwise. Uh, he did go five last time. Look, he was pretty pitch efficient. I'm going to go uh, – I'm, I'm going to go two because I want to justify saying he's the only guy right now that I'd even consider picking up if he was available on waivers. I mean, of the people that would probably be on waivers, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't you know. Of course I'll pick up Garrett Cole if he's on waivers. Duh. I'm saying a, play, a, play, a pitcher that could, could, could conceivably be on a 12 or 15-team uh, free agent list, if I needed a two-start week, I would consider picking up Cortez. Yeah, it sounds like Cortez will be on some of your lists this weekend. Uh, probably yeah. some of mine as well. Now, for Oakland, they only have five games, so no two-steppers for them. Yeah. For the Phillies, Matt Moore, Zach Wheeler. Wheeler's a every week five, pretty much. And maybe yeah, he's the top one, five pitcher. Yeah, he's the one that I think is probably ahead of um, – I forget who it was. We had number one before, but Gilito. he could be the – Yeah, Giulio. I, I think he'll nose out, especially with Washington. I think he'll nose out um, Giolito for the top spot this week. And Matt Moore, you wouldn't give any consideration to it. Uh, no, 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 no. Max Kranich's been pretty terrible, so I'll give him a zero. But uh, Chad Cool, two tough road starts though, and yeah, I don't know. I guess I have in my head that Chad Cool's not that bad from a few years ago, but I still don't think I'd really consider him much. I'll give him a, a one to be nice though. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. I think yeah, you if you if you're Kind of forced, and he's been pitched okay the past couple starts. Thirteen strikeouts, two walks in his last ten and two thirds. Uh, but yeah, so I, I can go with a one. I could I could buy off on a one. No two start starters for the Padres next week. But man, Blake Snell, who's starting the first game of the week, projected it's just been such a rough run for him. Seven earned runs his most recent outing. And, and you know what? Same with Paddock. Yeah, but Snell's got three seven spots. Allowed since uh, May 30th. So, and the interesting thing, and this blowups. This was talked about a lot on Twitter because, as you see now, when pitchers get blown up, someone in the NFBC will say, "Well, he was started by 32 percent of the." He has done. You know, people are like, you know, literally, you know, laughing at 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 at, at, at Snell being started uh, when he's been pitching so poorly, but he's been crushing it at home. Hmm. So one can make the argument that he was at home against Oakland. Therefore, you, you should start him. But the the counter argument is it's much a small sample. Even with that bad start against Oakland, he's two point eight one ERA at home and eight eight point oh two on the road. So you know the argument is you know he should you should start him at home. Well, the that's kind of not the real argument because the home and away is isn't as much of a factor as the fact that he's stunk lately. Yeah, true. Now for you, say Kikuchi, he's. Um... Took a loss against Houston. I wonder what his numbers would look like. And I kind of hate when people do that. But without the Houston starts, what his numbers would look like? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I do it all the time in ESPN, just to uh, to try to sell a try to sell a starter. There's always well, somebody. Mean, yeah. Somebody. I mean, it's not who, a terrible. It's not a terrible analysis. It's just like 
you know, if you did, the, it's just cherry picking, obviously. Right, right. Well, you make the point, you know, I mean, obviously these numbers count. However, note this. Now, he also had seven runs against Colorado and seven runs at Houston. So it may just be that Kikuchi is one of those guys where he's just a real matchup guy. He will crush lesser teams, but is risky against better teams. Whereas, you know, the true aces, you don't care who they're starting against. Yeah, that's true. He's not quite in that mix, but he's been pretty darn good overall. Yeah, at Tampa, so at New York, a couple of good teams, though, here. So yeah, I'm only going three. Are you going I'm going to three as well. I'm okay. going to three as well. Would you give Flexen? I mean, Flexen's got nine wins, three eight one ERA. Uh, I'll give it at two. Tampa, at New York, two. Okay, yeah, that's something. He's bad. he's striking batters out, and there's strikeouts to be had. In Yankees, there's also home runs, but there's strikeouts to be had. And the and he hasn't strike his strikeouts have fallen off, Flexen. But I'm gonna I'll stick with the number. Yeah, the Giants and their pretty much all former Reds rotation here. Ah. Anthony DiSclefani. Johnny Cueto at Arizona, at Milwaukee. At Arizona's like a prime, just such a juicy matchup now. They've been hitting better that lately, seems, but you're right. That team's terrible. But yeah, well, they couldn't hit worse. The way they were hitting, they couldn't have hit any worse. Yeah. But that's, that's going to be a prize like, for me. Didn't they lose like 20-some road games yeah. in a row? Yeah. I mean, Texas won five is on right Anthony Yeah, Texas is a team not scoring currently. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go five on Desclafani. I know Milwaukee's a tough matchup, but he's he's pitching pretty well. And I know he's better at home, but – it's going to be a low end five. He'll be ranked like 18th or 19th overall. But I think with the two starts, you can't ignore it. In yeah, Cueto, 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 I'm giving a three. What say you? Yeah, I'll give him a three. Man, he's starting to get really funky with the uh, with the Louis Tiant like deliveries. Yeah, he's just little, starting to play games now. Delay, I love it. Guys, just cool as hell. Uh, St. Louis, no two start starters projected for them. We'll see. I guess with Hap coming in, they'll slot in probably next week. Uh, Michael Walker versus um, I have a, a, a question. Did I miss? Yeah. I must have missed John Lester getting traded to St. Louis. I that was in one of the most. Well. <laughs> was that one of the more recent deals? I guess that we was been... today. Yeah, for Lane Thomas. So. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. I wonder if they'll keep. I wonder if they'll keep um, the blank Andrew Woodfoot in the rotation. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, so they'll be slotting in Hab and Lester, I guess, next week. Uh, but for Tampa Bay, I mentioned Patino. He's not a two-start starter, but if you can go get him, if he's still out there, I'd recommend doing that. Or if he's been on your bench, it's time to you know time yeah, to let him throw loose. Him in the lineup, yeah, yeah. But for Waka, hasn't been pretty, but I kind of like these matchups. I might give Waka two. Yep, yeah, I agree. Nice. So as we wrap things up here, Dane Dunning, Jordan Lyles versus the Angels at Oakland. I guess maybe Dunning a two, but I guess I, I just have a a mental block when it comes to pitchers on this team. It's just, yeah, and I I need to get over that. I think I I do as well. I have to, you know it's a good park to pitch in. Yeah, I you know I have to. I, I think I actually am I I am I may be two over it because I really I I really like Ding Dunning. I really like the fact that Texas acquired Spencer Howard. I, yeah. I like Howard in that ballpark. If you can get over the hell, you know, like Allard. So I, I think Texas is quietly building up some pitching, but the fact they still have to use Fultonevich is a problem. But as far as these guys go, uh, Dunning is such a risk. High risk, high reward. He's going to get a two for me. Lyles, I'm going to go one, but eh, it's, it's I don't like it. Yeah, he's even with that park 
playing more favorably for pitchers. He's been pretty rough this year. Robbie Ray's with those tight pants. He's just been killing yeah. it still. Him and Steven Matz, they're versus Cleveland, then versus Boston. Uh, Robbie Ray, I guess I'll give a four just because yeah. I could see some regression still coming. He, he, uh, he just, you know, he cruised for the Red Sox in a doubleheader a couple days ago. You know, yeah. went went to six and uh, Red Sox five? won the night game. Um, Ray will be a five. Matt's, Matt's is going to be a two. Yeah, I'd say so too. Okay, so got you down as a five for Robbie Ray, two on Matt's. Finally, for the stripped-down Washington Nationals. Looks like maybe Jeffrey Rodriguez and Patrick Corbin. A little surprised they kept Corbin. Maybe they just didn't have anybody biting on him. Uh, versus Philly at Atlanta. I think Yeah, it's Paolo Espino, right? Unless, unless they change it. It's Espino for the first one, right? We have Jeffrey Rodriguez. Oh, you know what? I, I have an older version, so it must have been um... – must, Must have been changed. revamped since I called it up. Yeah, so Rodriguez and Corbin, um, Philly and yeah, I can't. I'm gonna go zero on Rodriguez. One, yeah, I think you know I'm gonna go one, but I don't have to worry about it because I don't have him anywhere. But I'd be I'd be nervous even with a one, but probably shouldn't be because he's probably gonna have one 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 decent outing of the two. You know what? He's not striking anybody out lately. Uh, I, I I think a zero is justified. I'm going to go zero. zero. Zero on Corbin. I mean, he has fanned in July. He's got five starts. He's fanned 14 and 26 and a third. You know, not you know, not even five perk nine. Yeah, that's not, not what you want. Not well, good. Well, to recap, two start starters for the week of August 2nd, 2021. Good luck over these final two months. Stay yeah. strong. Keep your head down and, and finish well. Taylor Widener, zero. Madison Bumgarner, one. Max Fried, I say three, Todd, four. Jorge Lopez, zero. Garrett Richards, two. Zach Davies, zero. Tyler Malley, I say five, Todd, four. Sam Hentges, zero. Zach Plesak, I say four, Todd, two. Kyle Freeland, zero. Lucas Giolito, five. Willie Peralta, I say one, Todd, zero. Lance McCullers, I say four, Todd, five. Chris Bubich, I say two, Todd, one. Jose Suarez, one. Jordan Holloway, zero. Braxton Garrett, zero. Kenta Maeda, I say three. Todd, four. Maybe I should bump him up to a four, but I had a three on Maeda. Tyler McGill, four. Taiwan Walker, I say four. Todd, three. Nestor Cortez, I say one. Todd, two. Garrett Cole, five. Zach Wheeler, five. Matt Moore, zero. Max Kranick, zero. Chad Cool, one. Yusei Kikuchi, three. Chris Flexen, two. Anthony DiSclofani, five. Johnny Cueto, three. Michael Waka, two. Dane Dunning, two. Jordan Lyles, I say zero. Todd, one. Robbie Ray, I say four. Todd, five. Steven Matz, two. Jeffrey Rodriguez, zero. Finally, Patrick Corbin, I say one. Todd, zero. Anything else on your mind, Todd, before we wrap things up today? Well, if the folks didn't have enough of my stuttering today... I'll be uh, doing I'm um, guest guest guesting on our friend Kevin Hest- Hastings pod the uh, the 2020 TGFBI winner something we know a little bit about uh, and we're going to be reviewing the trade deadline I think we're recording it Saturday night so check my Twitter feed again if you're not sick of hearing me stumble over words and 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 get teams wrong that's probably going to be a long pod because I from what I understand there's a lot of moves 
Yeah, I like Kevin. It was fun having him on our MLB Network radio show and yeah. kind of uh, giving him the cer- ceremonial green jacket. Uh, not <laughs> literal, but uh, it was kind of fun just having yeah. three. Yeah, so I'm glad he, he, he said he saved me. He saved me for the trade deadline. I'm I'm now not so sure that I that I accepted it because it's <laughs> it's going to be a long pod. But anyway, so check my feed once it's. I wish I I don't have the name the the, the actual feed for it. But check my Twitter, uh, and I, I'm sure I will retweet it, et cetera, when it comes out. And also more Todd on MLB Network Radio with myself tomorrow if you get a chance to join us more trade deadline talk. Otherwise, have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll yeah. catch you next time on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. Try Rotowire today, free for 10 days. Get our premium tools, rankings, analysis, and breaking news alerts. No credit card required. Go to rotowire.com forward slash try.